0: Hello and welcome back to Koala Moon, a podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. Before we start tonight's story, I'm going to do the usual big warm hello to all of our newest Coco Club members across the world. So tonight, that's you, James Gilbertson in London, Eden, Jude and Alfie in Sydney, Australia, and Cosette and Josephine. Thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing and joining our club. And I hope you enjoy all your extra stories. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now here's a quick word from our sponsors. Now then, oh, tonight's story. It reminds me that I just hate losing things, especially precious things. I once lost a pendant I've worn every day for ten years, and I felt so distressed I couldn't eat for a whole day. And when I eventually found it, I cried with happiness. It may have just been some precious metals and gemstones, but to me it symbolized so much more than that. And it's really only me that it mattered to. So tonight's story brings back some of those memories. Have you ever lost or misplaced anything precious? Tonight we're following our octopus friend Ozzie, as he chases a diamond ring down the plug hole of his sink in the kitchen of Potato and Beans' diner. Lucky for him, he ends up on an adventure through pipes and chutes all the way to the ocean where he teams up with a squid named Pearl to achieve his mission of returning the lost ring to its rightful owner. What a superstar octopus he is for trying so hard. Now relax and steady your breath as you get comfy in your bed. Maybe wriggle and shake and jiggle and pat your body to get rid of any extra energy still in there from the day. That's it. All over. Okay, now give me a lovely long sigh. And we'll begin Aussie's Adventures Down the Plug Hole by Susanna McLaughlin. It was a beautiful day in the middle of nowhere, where the sun hung low in the sky, glinting on the roof of the only building in sight, a roller skate diner owned by two cats by the names of Potato and Beans. The long road that ran through the desert valley was mostly empty, save for a few passers-by on long road trips across the country, travelling in full cars with the roofs down, letting the warm breeze ruffle through their fur and flapping the ears of those with ears floppy enough to flap. In the kitchen of the diner, Mrs. Pig was baking bread, and Ozzie, the octopus, was finishing off a stack of plates left over from the lunchtime rush. As usual... He was soaking in the bubbly water as he washed, with a sponge in each tentacle. His favorite rock music was blaring from the radio and he was bopping his head in time to the music. As he polished a particularly shiny glass, he saw something glint in the water beneath him. He put down his sponges and the crockery he was holding and looked closer in between the fluffy clouds of bubbles. There was something shiny bobbing on the bottom of the sink. Ozzy tried to pick it up, but every time he nearly had it, it would bob away to hide in another corner. His tentacles were too soapy and slippery. Ozzy scratched his head. He thought maybe it was best to empty the sink to recover whatever this shiny trinket was, and reached into the depths of the water to yank out the rubber plug from the drain. As the bubbles began to swirl and whirl down the drain, he caught a glimpse of the object. It was a shiny diamond ring. As soon as he saw it, it was gone, swept away into the whirlpool leading down the drain. Ozzy gulped and yelped and tried to catch it, but it was no good. The ring was gone. He sighed and rolled his eyes. There was no option for him. He had to follow it. Did you know octopuses can squeeze into the tiniest of places? They can contort their tentacles, breathe in, and disappear into the tiniest of holes on the ocean floor. This came in handy in times like this. Ozzy took a breath in, lined up his tentacles, and wriggled and squeezed into the plug hole. Along with all the water, he slipped and slid down the maze of pipes giggling and whooping as he went it was like a water park down there drops and twists and loop-de-loops bends and shoots and curly-whirlies he went down, down, down until eventually he flew out of the last pipe to splash into the bobbing river below Ozzy looked all around him He seemed to be in some kind of underground tunnel, swimming on a lazy river. Ahead and behind, the river split into different passageways, heading goodness knows where. Ozzy scratched his head with one of his tentacles. How would he possibly know which way the ring went? A small voice called from one of the concrete riverbanks. Are you looking for something? The voice asked, I haven't seen you down here before. Ozzy spun in a whirlpool and turned to find the source of the voice. A little mouse with a dainty pink nose and soft white fur was peering down at him from the dry bank. Ozzy smiled at her with his most dazzling smile. Yeah, he said, I'm looking for something that slipped down my plug hole. It's a ring, a real shiny one. The mouse smiled and blushed as Ozzie kept grinning at her. I think I know where it went, she said. A shiny object came shooting out of that chute not long before you did. It landed with a splash right next to a bathing otter. The otter dove after it and found it on the riverbed before bursting back up. He was thrilled. He said his wife would absolutely love the ring. I think he must have gone to give it to her. Ozzy frowned, crinkling his smooth coral colored forehead. He was a sucker for romance, but he couldn't let the otters keep a ring that wasn't theirs. The ring probably already had its own love story, and someone would be missing it. He asked the little mouse, if she knew where the otter was headed, and she twitched her nose and nodded. He's a sea otter, she said, and there's only one tunnel that leads to the sea, that one. She pointed a paw at the largest branch of the river, where a painted wooden sign pointed towards the ocean. Other arrows on the sign pointed to various other tunnels, each labeled with their own destination the Niagara Falls. Lake Michigan and the Mississippi. One glowing tunnel was even labeled the lost kingdom of Atlantis. Ozzy raised his eyebrows. He had no idea how many places you could reach through the plug hole. He had spent many hours perusing where his dishwater went after he let it stream out of his sink, but he'd never imagined it might have streamed its way to the Mississippi let alone an underwater kingdom. Ozzie bid a farewell to the little mouse and swam towards the sea. The tunnel led downwards until the whole thing was submerged in clear, twinkling, sparkling, salty water. Ozzie swam down, 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 until the tunnel ended and he emerged into the sea. Beneath him, a sandy plain stretched as far as the eye could see, dotted with swaying seaweed and twisted multicolored coral. Wrigley anemones of green, orange, and purple grew between the coral, and tropical fish darted here, there, and everywhere. Above him was the ocean. It was quite shallow here, so Ozzy suspected he wasn't too far from the shore. He saw bigger fish ahead, with lazily swimming sea turtles, a snoozing whale, and one slinky acrobatic seal. Ozzy was here to see the otters, and he knew he mustn't forget his mission. But he saw no harm in enjoying the ocean for a little while whilst he found himself deep within it. He stretched out his tentacles. He had been above land for a while now and he loved nothing more than zooming around on his roller skates. But it was nice to float weightlessly in the sea once in a while. Ozzie stretched his eight legs and squeezed them together, sending him shooting through the water like a balloon through the sky, inflating and deflating with every movement. He popped the air bubbles that floated past him, with a lazy flick of the tentacle, and watched the sun streaming through the water above him, warming his skin as it trickled down to the seabed. He wished how-do-you-do to slowly flapping stingrays, and raced alongside hurried seahorses. As Ozzie caught his breath lazing on a rock and using some vacant seashells as castanets, He saw something in the distance, towards the surface, heading in his direction. It looked like a kite or a balloon, but instead of drifting here and there, it was swimming purposefully in his direction. It swam so quickly that Ozzy barely had time to make out what it was before it landed on his rock, nearly knocking him off with its sudden landing. Ozzy steadied himself and took in the creature that had come his way. It was a squid, but not an ordinary squid, a giant one, almost twice the size of Ozzy. She had huge sparkling eyes and her ballet slipper pink skin shone with a pearlescent gleam. The squid smiled pleasantly at Ozzy and bid him a Hi, Ozzy said hello, and the two of them sat quietly on the rock for a while as a shimmering school of sardines swam by. I'm Ozzy, Ozzy said. I'm a roller skating dishwasher from Potato and Beans Diner. The squid smiled. I'm Pearl, she said, a swimming, squelching squid from the big blue sea. What on earth are you doing here, Ozzy? Ozzy told Pearl about the missing ring, and she nodded at him, wide-eyed. I've seen it, she said. Old furry Ted swam through here not long ago, clutching a shiny ring in his paw. He said he was going to give it to his wife, Edie. I was thrilled, as Edie's such a lovely sea otter. She deserves a treat. In fact, just last week she helped me out when I got all tangled up in seaweed. And she didn't laugh at me once, even though I must have looked pretty funny. Ozzie asked whether she knew where Edie and Ted lived, and Pearl nodded her head. She crossed her front two tentacles and put a stern look on her face. She wasn't used to being stern, and she had no eyebrows to furrow, but Ozzy understood her intent. Hmm, you can't take the ring from Edie and leave her with nothing, though, Pearl said. It's not polite. It's not her fault the ring was floating towards the ocean. Ozzy thought this was reasonable. Ted found the ring and deserved some kind of reward anyway. What do you think I could give them in exchange, Pearl? As he spoke the giant squid's name, the answer to his question appeared in his mind. A new ring, of course. And what better ring for a sea otter than one studded with a bright, shiny pearl? Ah, uh, Pearl, where do pearls come from? Ozzie asked. Pearl laughed. <laughs> well, Ozzie, you'd have to ask my friend Shelley about that. She's an oyster. Pearls are made by oysters. They often keep 'em tucked away in their shells for safe keeping. Without another word, Pearl rocketed off into the ocean, and Ozzie sprung off after her, wishing he had his roller skates to speed him up. This squid could swim fast. The squid and the octopus swam side by side for a mile or two, ducking through caves and slinking through seaweed, dodging their way through a gaggle of jellyfish and giggling endlessly. Pearl came to a sudden and abrupt stop next to a particularly vibrant orange coral. And Ozzy barreled on into the current for another ten meters before he himself could slow down. She chuckled as he swam back to join her. This is Shelly, she said, pointing at a knobbly gray stone the size of a hand. As Ozzy looked closer, the stone sprung open, revealing itself as an oyster shell with a shiny silver inside and a blobby pink oyster Calling hello. Shelley greeted the two cephalopods and made some polite small talk about what a beautiful day it was out here in the big blue. Ozzie and Pearl agreed with her and complimented how the sunlight danced on the metallic sheen of the inside of her shell. Pearl told Shelley about the missing ring and explained that they would like to replace Edie's newfound accessory. With a pearl ring instead, which wouldn’t be missed by its owner. Shelley laughed and said, "Of course, flipping a shiny milky-colored pearl their way, she had an abundance of them. Shelley asked how they were going to turn the pearl into a ring pretty enough to rival the one that had come from the diner, And Ozzie scratched his head. He hadn’t thought that far yet. Shelley told Pearl and Ozzie that there was a creature that could help them. Had they ever heard of a manatee? Ozzie nodded his head. Recently, a friendly gator had stopped off at the diner whilst on a long road trip to here, there, and everywhere. The gator had come from Louisiana and had recounted lazy evenings on the marina, watching the round gray blobs of manatees float happily in the water. They were often called sea cows, the gator said, since they spend their days munching on seagrass and lazing around in the water. They looked kind of like cows too, with rounded snouts and rotund bellies. Shelley told them that manatees are very skilled at making jewelry. So good, in fact, that when they sunbathed on the rocks above the water, wearing their shiny necklaces, They looked so beautiful that sea-exploring humans thought they were mermaids when peering through their binoculars at them from their ships. So the octopus and the squid thanked the oyster and took off through the ocean in search of a manatee with the pearl safely suctioned to one of Aussie's suckers. They headed towards the shore up near the surface where there could have been some manatees snoozing in the sunshine. Before long, they were nearing the coastline and they floated upwards to poke their heads above the surface. Immediately, on one of the rocks in the distance, Pearl spotted a large grey splodge and cooed out a cooey to catch the creature's attention. Are you a manatee? she called. The splodge looked up to reveal the big brown eyes and cute stub nose of a seal. He slowly shook his head and pointed a fin out to his right. Following the point of his fin, Ozzie and Pearl spun slowly to see another splodge on another rock, and this one had the snuffling snout and little beady eyes of a manatee. Pearl whooped and dived back into the water to rocket her way over to the manatee's sunbathing spot. Ozzy rolled his eyes, giggled, and followed her at the closest pace he could to her rocketing swim. Looking up from the water, the manatee seemed huge, but she had the kindest little smile of perhaps any animal Ozzy had ever seen. She was wearing little round glasses, which she pushed down her snout to better see her two visitors. She had a little toolbox balanced on the rock to her left, and in her flippers was some beautiful tangle of wire threaded with glistening glass beads. Hello, my dears, the manatee said. What can I do for you? Ozzie used his suckers to hoist himself up on the rock and shook hands with the lady. Pearl remained in the water, but reached up a long pink tentacle and waggled the manatee's hand in greeting. We've heard that manatees are skilled jewelers, Pearl said, and we're seeking a skilled jeweler. Ozzie explained their conundrum with the lost ring, presenting their shiny pearl and asking the manatee if she could pretty please possibly consider making them a ring. Edie will really appreciate it, Pearl added, and she's really nice. The manatee chuckled and said of course she would help them. It would be her pleasure, and it would be ready in a jiffy. The manatee pushed up her glasses and pulled out a new roll of wire, winding it around the pearl and bending it into beautiful weaving patterns before cutting it from the spool with a decisive snip. She handed it to Pearl and Ozzie, who marveled at it, complimenting the manatee on her talent. The manatee dismissed their praise with a flip of the flipper, and wished them well on their mission. With final thank yous, Pearl and Ozzie slipped back down into the ocean. It was time to head to Ted and Edie's place to retrieve the ring. Pearl took the lead, and Ozzy swam along in her wake, humming to himself as he went, now well accustomed to swimming competitively against the sea's current. Pearl led them along the rocky coastline to an isolated, craggy cove bordered by rock pools and palm trees. Here in the shallows, Ted and Edie, the two loved-up sea otters, were floating on their backs, paw in paw, as the sun glinted off the ring on Edie's finger. Ozzie sidled up next to them and called out a sheepish hello, trying not to startle the bathing otters. Ted and Edie opened one eye each and bade the octopus hello flipping lazily over onto their stomachs to better see him. Ozzy introduced himself and apologized for disturbing their sunny snooze. I've spent the day sliding down chutes, bobbing in the rivers, rocketing through the ocean and bobbing along the shoreline in pursuit of that ring on your finger, Edie. I hope you don't mind, but I think... It belongs to a customer of mine. All the way back at Potato and Beans's diner on a long desert road in the beginning of nowhere. Ted and Edie blushed and handed the ring immediately to Ozzie. Why, things in the ocean are barely ever found, Ted said. I thought there was no way we could find its owner. We didn't count on an adventurous octopus like you to follow it all this way. Ozzie smiled and thanked them for returning the ring. He said he'd brought them a reward in its place and placed the pearl ring in Edie's open palm. Edie gasped and her eyes welled up with happy tears. It's beautiful, she said. Ocean made ring, especially for me. Thank you, Aussie. Pearl bobbed up behind Ozzie with a grin. Edie giggled. I should have known you'd be involved in this somehow, Pearl. Thank you. Ted beamed at the two of them and wrapped them in a hug. He said, it was even better than the ring he had found. And now Ozzie was going to return it to its rightful owner. Everybody could be happy. The animals hugged and Ozzie wished them a farewell. It's time I get back to the diner, he said. It's almost time for the dinner rush. Pearl swam Ozzie back to the pipe and gave him a hug. Ozzy told her to please visit the diner any time. He said he'd love for her to meet his friends, Potato, Beans and Mrs. Pig, and promised they'd make her the best lunch she had ever tasted. Pearl nodded and promised she would visit. With one last wave, Ozzy swam back into the pipe and up to the underground river. He climbed up shoot after shoot and squeezed once more through the plug hole to emerge in the warm glow of the kitchen of Potato and Bean's diner. Mrs. Pig was no longer at her station, stirring pots and flipping pancakes. Ozzie dried himself off with a warm, fuzzy tea towel, tied one of his eight skates onto each of his eight tentacles, and glided through the door to the diner. There. Two kind cats and one cuddly pig were comforting a weepy customer. The customer had a poofy bonnet on her head and Diamante studded glasses on her snout. She was wrapped up in a light multicolored shawl and had little high heels on her feet. Ozzy recognized her immediately. It was Agnes, the road-tripping gator. Beans looked up and smiled a little smile at Ozzy. Phew, there you are, she said. We were beginning to worry. Poor Agnes here has lost her ring. She can't find it anywhere, and she's leaving town tomorrow. Ozzy said nothing, but opened his tentacle to reveal the sparkling diamond ring. Agnes squealed and threw her arms around Ozzy, thanking him for returning her ring. It wasn't just me, Ozzy said. It was a mouse, an oyster, a manatee, a giant squid, and two friendly otters too. The cats and Mrs. Pig looked at him with befuddlement, but didn't want to interrupt Agnes' happiness with too many questions. Well, I know just how to celebrate, Potato said. Hot chocolates all round with cream and sprinkles. Ozzy spent the rest of the afternoon sipping on yummy hot chocolate with his best friends and resting his tired tentacles before climbing back into his bubbly sink ready for the evening rush. That night, He slept better than he had ever slept before, dreaming of the endless ocean, sparkling rings, and a giant squid named Pearl.